0: Welcome back to primetime Kansas City. Week one of the NFL is in the books. We're going to recap some of that as well as preview week two. Of course, we're doing our locks of the week and underdogs of the week was not a great week for the pod, especially me. I went 0-2. The other guys went 1-1. and 1. We'll probably dive into some other stuff towards the end if time permits, but you guys know the drill. Same stuff every week. Alright guys, uh how we feeling after one week? What a interesting week one it was. I feel what? fine. I feel
1: fine. We are we're gonna get our pieces back that are needed. So
2: are
0: are we talking wait. about Chiefs specifically? I'm or just NFL? talking like yeah. around the league, you know, like Chiefs obviously included. Oh. Sorry, bye bye. Oh, well, no, no, I yeah. think
1: the obvious thing the obvious thing to kind of look at is well, there went the Jets closest run to the Super Bowl in the next ten years.
2: Yep. <laughs> And they did us a favor and handed the bill a loss in yes, the meantime. So yes, like yeah. whoever won that game, it was gonna be like, okay, that's contender for first in the AFC for sure. But the Jets, I don't think I really see them that way anymore. So I'm I'm pretty happy with I think all of the results couldn't have gone better for the Chiefs, right? I mean maybe I if agree. you say say you want the Ravens to lose to the Texans and you want the Jaguars yeah, to lose to the Colts, yeah. You knew that's, those that's weren't really gonna nice. happen.
0: Realistically those two weren't gonna happen. I guess the Colts yeah. had a shot, but the, the Texans, I mean, starting a rookie quarterback week one in Baltimore, was just asking to get his ass kicked. Like, what the hell are they doing? But yeah, I mean, you make good points. Like, the Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, and Chargers all lose. That is, yep. you can look at and, it as a huge missed opportunity, or you can look at it as we dodged a bullet.
1: I'm looking and, at it as we dodged a bullet because we didn't have two of our top three players.
2: Yep. So. And I know you guys don't agree, but or well, I don't know if you guys agree, but I am personally feel more threatened by the Broncos than the Raiders. I think there's a higher ceiling on the Broncos at the very least. Yes, yes. So I didn't I, I enjoyed that win. And and I also think there's a very low floor on the Raiders that maybe in an insane situation, maybe like an injury bug gets them where the Raiders were in the uh early draft pick sweepstakes so every win for them is going to be nice too because i don't think they're going to make the playoffs so I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way things went to be honest with you
0: okay let's go ahead and get into nfl week two uh for people that are new to the podcast we do while previewing games recap last week so if you're wondering where's the recaps and stuff we're, we're gonna get to it let's start on thursday night prime time kirk cousins week two the f- Vikings are heading to Philly to play the Eagles. The Eagles are a seven-point home favorite. Jackson, you're first, man. I am first. I just realized that. Um the logical thing, right, would be take Philadelphia in this spot because Kirk Cousins is dreadful in primetime and the Vikings just lost at home to Tampa. But I wasn't overly impressed with Philadelphia last week, if I'm being completely honest. I thought Mac Jones. Kind of carved them up a little bit. Obviously, they got off to a hot start, got up 16 nothing, But then the Patriots really controlled that game. I'm going to take Philly, yeah. but I hate this number. I'm just going to stay away from it. Seven, to me, feels like a lot for a team that just had to hold on for dear life against Mac Jones.
2: Yeah. Um, shit. You know, I, I made it clear before this podcast that this is the pick I wanted. Now I look down the board, and I like a couple other ones.
1: Hmm, hmm. That's a new,
2: okay. new fuck. I'll talk myself through it before I choose whether or not I want to lock this. Um. Yeah, I agree with your point, Jackson. I think the Eagles did uh, under-deliver a little bit. But also, I think the Patriots were impressive as well. So we'll have to see if it's a little more of uh, each or the other. Yeah. Um, on the subject of the Vikings I have been low on them uh coming into the season they they my hot take has been them getting um third in the North. third in we the both have uh, yeah I really am not a big believer in them and I think that kind of came to fruition when they lost a noon Kurt game to Baker Mayfield um but you know what this was my gut coming into the podcast so I'm not gonna change it I'm going to take the Eagles minus seven as my lock of the week, um, going back to back Thursday night. So I'm probably going to lose both. Um, I, I just think this Eagles team is a step better. I mean, when with a seven point spread, you open yourself up to, um, a lot of, uh, backdoor potential. And I think that could get me here, but I like the Eagles in a comfortable win. So I'll take the gamble that it's seven or more points and lock that.
1: Yeah, when you look at this Vikings team, uh, I was completely wrong about them. How the fuck do you lose to the Buccaneers? I think they're going to get their luck switched on this year. I think I'm already totally wrong, and I'm okay admitting it, it, knowing it's week two only. But that team just did not look like the Vikings team I was expecting to come out. And I wasn't expecting them to come out and win 13 games this year, but I was expecting them to beat the Buccaneers. all that being said, I am going to go Eagles, and I think the Eagles cover it. I think the Eagles still looked good last week. It's just, it was week one. I think the Eagles do cover, but I'm not taking it.
0: We head to the Sunday slate. We'll get it started with the noon games. Chiefs at Jags. We obviously have a lot to talk about in Kansas City. Chris Jones ended his holdout, not even getting an extension. I I don't think anyone had that on the bingo card. Um and Travis Kelsey is potentially going to play in this game. The Chiefs are three-point road favorites. I'll start it off by saying I feel really confident about Kansas City in this game. They have 10 days of rest coming into it. They're obviously going to be pissed off after the way they played last Thursday. There's one thing Andy Reid can do, and one thing that I trust this team and coaching staff to do, is to be focused after a victory. I expect them to fully come in, Put last week behind them. Like we talked about, they got the breaks they needed this week and just go back to playing Chiefs football. I think Jacksonville's one of the better teams in the AFC, but I like Kansas City in this matchup to win. I've gone back and forth on the number. I'm probably just going to leave this one alone, but I do like the Chiefs to win. If I had to give a score prediction, I'd say 27-20 would be my pick.
2: You know, I was going to surprise you guys when I say that um, the Chiefs was the number two team on my list to lock this week. Um, I I think with the news of Chris Jones coming back, I feel really confident. Um, I think outside of the immediate aftermath of Thursday night game, Thursday night's game, uh, the the sentiment, or at least the vibes in the Chiefs uh, corner are pretty good for a team that just lost to a non-playoff team week one. Um, The... The the situation I kind of have it pinned down on is look, that was a big pant shitting from Kadarius Tony uh, and just the Chiefs receiver core in general, um, and I really hope that that performance that my hypothesis that that performance will be the worst receiving core performance of the year will be, will hold true. Um, because it was bad. And it's really hard to win football games when you drop the ball that many times, and furthermore, when you drop the ball that many times in big situations. Um, on the flip side, I thought the defense looked pretty good. I think the defensive line looked good against an offensive line that has been pretty hyped up coming into this season. Um, and I think the addition of Chris Jones really tickles my fancy for this weekend. <laughs> um, having said everything of that that it has... I, maybe it's a uh, sort of bias, but I feel like when good teams go 0-1, a lot of times they end up 0-2. So, if this was a three-and-a-half point line, I would not have hated Jaguars underdog of the week. But I am going to take the Chiefs to win, as oh. contradictory as that may what? be. As, as contradictory as that may be. Look, for a three-and-a-half point team, I think this is a straight-down Broadway game. Like, I think we're looking one possession either way. Um, and... I don't know, man. I, I, I think it's going to be a close game. Hopefully the chiefs get Kelsey back. That'll be a big boost for them. Um, because we faced, I want to say it was zone coverage on 70% of the plays week one, which is just not a thing you can do when Travis Kelsey's on the field. He'll pick that apart in a second. Um, so hopefully we make it a little harder on the opposing defense this week and we get back on track with our first win of the year. Um, First time that we'll be getting that on week two and not week one during the Mahomes era, hopefully.
1: All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, when we looked at the game last week, I think John brought up a good point saying, I just, if Kadarius Sony continues to do this, yeah, that is very concerning, but I hope that is his worst game of the year. And you have to remember, I mean, he was out for what, four or five weeks. And then we just throw him back in. And the last week of training camp or the going into the game, uh, the first game of the regular season There was just a lot of things not adding up for the Chiefs, and that kind of sucked. But when you look at it, the Jaguars are a really good team. I don't think they performed as well as everyone thought they were going to last week against the Colts. But with all that being said, I I do like Chiefs. Uh, It's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be like 24-21 or 27-24, something like that. I think it's going to be a field goal kick to win the game. So I think a push is likely.
0: Okay. Excuse me. Moving on, so Josh or John, you did lock no, you locked Philly, right?
2: Yep. Yeah. Okay. I you had to be confused. Cheese.
0: You were saying. Wait, that. you did
2: you did lock Philly? Yes.
0: Yeah. He did. Sorry, lock I Philly. said
2: I wasn't going to, and then said I am going to lock them. We can. We can do a post review, but no, yeah, no, I know I believe it. you. I, I just it. Know, you're I just it.
0: bringing it up, yeah. Okay, uh, next yeah, game. I brought up
2: a lot of hypothetical lock of the week picks. <laughs> yeah. I made it confusing.
0: <laughs> Will not be the there last was an
2: this.
1: episode last year when John literally said this was my this was potential for my lock of the week. I'm not even joking. Probably like ten out of fifteen games.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I liked everything that week. I, I should have put a bunch of money on it and donate money to an offshore casino, but
0: alas, <laughs> next game. Who would have thought this would have been a pair of 1-0 teams? Green Bay at Atlanta. The Packers are two-point favorites. Before uh, we ever even get into any of this, I would just like to put out a statement to all Bears fans uh, across the world. I fucking told you so! All offseason, these idiots thought that they could compete... For the division, they thought Justin Fields would be an MVP candidate. They thought they would just inherently be better than Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers was no longer there anymore. And I told them over and over and over. I know we talk about the Bears way too much on this podcast, but it's because they have such a delusional fan base. They are just so out of it. They actually think they can make the playoffs this year. And they needed that piece of humble pie So thank you, thank you, thank you, Green Bay, for doing that. Thank you, Jordan Love. Had to get that out. I'm sorry. Uh, That was like six months of frustration built up. As for this game, this will be an interesting one. I think Green Bay is the better team. And from what I've seen, I think Jordan Love is the better quarterback. And I think Matt LaFleur is a better coach. So I like the Packers to win this one.
2: Yeah, I agree. I like the Packers as well. I was pretty impressed with their week
0: one performance, too.
2: Um I did like Atlanta as well though. I think Bijan Robinson as a fantasy owner, I'm pretty happy about that one.
0: Well, let that me tell you about Tyler Algier, Algier as a fantasy owner. Yeah,
2: that, that is true too. He might he might take it <laughs> in the red zone but fantasy the thing
0: points.
2: Is they've got Bijan lined up in the slot from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um that that is what I like to see from my fantasy wide receiver or fantasy running backs. Um I'm going to take the Packers though. I've been a Packers lover um a lot of that take was that I wanted to spite Aaron Rodgers, and I've kind of already gotten my uh my revenge there. So my Packers uh revenance I will say has decreased given that Aaron Rodgers got burned in a different way. Not that I was like actively cheering on him to get hurt, but it's kind of funny. I was um,
0: promised a year of you rooting for Green Bay, and I will not take it otherwise. I,
2: well, here's the deal, man. I picked up Jordan Love in fantasy. My current quarterback is Daniel Jones, and I hate the Giants now. Um, I'm just a full-on Giants hater because they lost me the game in another league, the Thomas, and I can't handle that. But I'll take the Packers, probably starting Jordan Love this week, so hopefully they throw the ball a good bit.
1: Yeah, I think when you look at this game, Jordan Love – I'm talking about last week, Bears-Packers. When you look at that, Jordan Love just came out and did everything I thought he was. Ever since last year's Sunday Night Football like, – Bears or Packers Eagles when Jordan Love had to come on for I think a quarter and a half. He looked really really good and I didn't think he got enough attention and I'm glad he he balled out against the Bears on Sunday and everyone's now looking at him as is this the real deal and I think he is. I truly think the Packers found someone. Now I wouldn't go as far to say they're good for another 15 years. Who knows but I think they found a good quarterback that they just didn't give a chance to and good for Jordan Love on not giving up and good for the Packers on not giving up on Jordan Love. Now, with all that being said, I really, really, really like Green Bay minus two. But I think there's a better line that I like that I don't think others will pick. So I'm just going to take Packers just straight up and not touch the lock of the week.
0: I'm a little surprised Green Bay's favored. I'm not going to lie. The fact that Mm -hmm. the market had the Bears favored against Green Bay a week ago, but not Atlanta favored against Green Bay this week. I guess just tells you they're respecting the Packers. I don't, I don't know. It's or maybe they just maybe hate the trap. Maybe they just fell into the trap of loving the Bears, like a lot of people did. Um, next noon game: the Raiders at the Buffalo Bills. We have a big line here. Bills are minus nine and a half. Oh, goody, goody, goody! Look, this is a great bounce back spot for the Buffalo Bills. I really do feel so. Um, Josh Allen had maybe his worst game of his career on Monday night. And if the Bills, look, going into Monday Night Football, I thought there was a very strong possibility the Bills would lose to the Jets. But when Aaron Rodgers gets hurt on the first drive, that's an inexcusable loss for the Bills. Josh Allen lost him that game. And it needs to be talked about. Josh Allen has had a steady decrease in production and a steady increase in turnovers every week he's been without Brian Dable. Ever since Brian Dable left the Bills, he has gotten worse and worse and worse. And last night was about as bad as it gets. I I don't know what to think here. I Nine and a half, I would love to take the Raiders plus nine and a half. But it's just such a nice bounce back spot for Buffalo. I'll leave it alone. If you're going to bet on this, I would take the Raiders side. But I'll just pick the Bills to win.
2: Yeah, I'm throwing the Daybull narrative in the trash. Um, hmm. Josh Allen uh, had a steady increase in production last year until his UCL injury, and that is when the decrease occurred. Um, so, and uh, taken with the fact that Brian Daybull is on Fraud Watch after getting absolutely manhandled by Mike McCarthy. Um, yeah. More like Dan I Quinn. Am, um, yeah. Uh, whatever. Da- even worse, Dan Quinn. Dan Jeez. Quinn's a great defensive coordinator. Oh, I mean, all, all right. right, but also that he was well, – who wasn't he the defensive coordinator for that one Super Bowl?
0: Uh, the Falcons yeah, one. That one was a yep. shit show. I mean, y- you yep. talk about – we don't need to get too much into it, but the Falcons yeah. offense we lost them that game just as much as their defense did.
2: Yeah, I mean, I go ham on the uh, Cowboys coaching staff, so I'll leave it at that. Um, to be honest, I'm beginning to forget
0: what game I'm picking here. <laughs> Bills Raiders. No, Bills, you're not Raiders. supposed to say.
2: No, that's, that's a rule. To him.
0: He was paying attention Bill. that time.
2: Um, yeah, I am going to go with the Bills, obviously at minus nine and a half. But Jackson, yeah, I generally agree. Like, there's Josh Allen has had a rough go of it the past, you know, while here. Um, and I think that has kind of continued. He looked a lot like young Josh Allen last night, just saying like, "Yeet!" I'm gonna throw this bitch. And I don't care because I've got a big old arm. And, I mean, obviously there were three picks. Um, but I think this is a good chance to bounce back. It's at home, I believe. Um, and, yeah, it's it's the Raiders. I think the Raiders come back to earth after uh, a, a gutsy week one performance, I will say. So I'll take, um, I'll take the Buffalo Bills.
1: I'm going to take the Bills. I mean, I feel like we don't really need to spend that much time on this game.
0: So just give me the Bills.
1: Yeah, I'll take Raiders plus nine and a half, though. Locking it? No, no, no. Okay,
0: okay. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. Ravens at Bengals. The Bengals. Something you know,
1: is going to be picked here. I know that's even a Even after
0: the Ravens, even after the Bengals debacle last week, they are three and a half point home favorites. Um, I hate this line. I hate it with every fiber of my being because the Ravens disappointed me last week, but, I mean, obviously the Bengals were... a thousand times worse, but if my point I'm trying to make, sorry, I got caught up with my words there, is that like if Baltimore beat the shit out of the Texans last week, I would love to take the Baltimore Ravens here as my underdog. Problem is they look sloppy. They didn't look great. Lamar didn't look great. And do I really expect Joe Burrow is going to throw 82 passing yards again? Hell no. Do I expect the Bengals are going to put up three points? Hell No. Like that was a complete outlier. Joe Burrow is now one in five against the Browns, including never winning in Cleveland. I brought that up on the podcast last week. That's just a team that has the Bengals number with Burrow. I think Cincinnati bounces back this week and wins a close, low scoring divisional game.
2: Um, yeah, I kind of had the same thought process as you Jackson, that this, this was a good line for underdog of the week. Um, but the ra- the Ravens were disappointing as much as the Bengals were. Um, at the end of the day, I am still going to take Ravens underdog of the week uh, because, quite frankly, I don't not love much. the rest of the board, um, and somebody's going to have to pick a pretty annoying one, to be completely honest. Um, let's see, though. I think this is going to be a very... Uh, Oh, I was going to say a slop-off, but that sounds terrible. Uh, both these Pause. teams had sloppy performances, as Jackson said. Um, and whoever can iron it out more, I think is going to have the good chance to win. I don't know if it's just me. I thought Lamar looked slightly regressed this past week. Might be confirmation bias. Felt like maybe he was a step slower than usual. Um, and didn't really attempt any like longer yards per attempt than he usually did last year. It was... You know, they said they were going to open up the offense and all this, um, and it didn't really happen, um, and I don't know if that's just them shielding it because they were playing the Texans, or if maybe Lamar's going to take some time to get back to full speed, um, but I I think both of these teams are uh, not at the top of their game in week two at the moment, so I'll, I'll underdog the Ravens, but I think it'll be a one-possession game.
1: Well, that fucking sucks, because I agree with everything you guys said, uh... I just don't think there's many good lines out this week for underdog of the week. I was gonna ask you guys if we wanted to move it down to three, but I was like, "Fuck it, this is what happens whenever you are good at locking week." Um, yeah, I think you guys made oh. good points about the Bengals, though. I think there's no way they score three points again. There's no way Joe Burrow passes for 82 yards again. That just does, and if he does, then you might start.
0: Like, there's gonna be the there's going to be problems. Yeah, there's going vi- to be very big problems.
1: But I agree. I think that they get the Bengals will get it done. Now that I can't pick the Ravens, I think the Bengals will get it done. I don't. I would just stay away from that line. I just don't know really what to expect. The Ravens did look terrible. I think Zay Flowers looked really, really good, which is promising for me because I've been fantasy in one of my leagues. But give me the Bengals. and I think the Bengals get a bounce back win.
0: Next game: Chargers at Titans. Couple of O and one teams in the AFC. Chargers are three point road NXT. favorites. What?
1: You said in the AFC.
0: They are in the AFC.
1: Wait, what did tra- you say? The Chargers and Titans? Uh, sorry, I thought we were you were on ESPN. I thought it was going to be a different game.
0: No, Chargers and <laughs> Titans are next uh, in the noon slot. It's Chargers by three. I like the Chargers a lot in this game. And honestly, last week made me think Tennessee, I loved them at over seven and a half. I'm extremely nervous about that because Ryan Tannehill has turned into a pumpkin. And through three interceptions badly. The Will Levis uh, countdown ticker just sped up a little bit. If you're wa- you know you're watching a YouTube video, you put it at 1.5 speed. That that's what it felt like. I mean, it's like, damn. Ryan Tannehill is speed running, getting benched at this point. Um, I like the Chargers here, but it's it is the Chargers, so I can never trust them enough to put them in either lock or you know underdog. Obviously, they can't be underdog this time.
2: Um. Yeah. So I think the Titans look pretty damn bad, um, and I think that by association made the Saints look not great either. Um, so maybe I'm just misevaluating those teams. Ryan Tannehill looks like garbage. Um, he never was like a great uh, throwing quarterback uh, in general, uh, but his ball placement last weekend was atrocious. Um, it was kind of hard to watch at times. I am going to take the Chargers. They had a pretty – still a pretty strong performance even though they lost. Um, I'm not really sure what they're doing with Tyreek Hill, man. I don't know if they were still – I know last year the Chargers won a game where they like pressed Tyreek Hill a bunch, and that kind of seemed ludicrous to me. Um, And I don't know if they tried to do the same thing again, but they got uncharacteristically destroyed by Tyreek Hill and still almost managed to win the game. Um, so I like them getting their first win. Titans always take the game down into the mud. So you can never be sure that it's going to be an easy one when you're playing against them. But I think the Chargers will pull through. Hopefully not, though.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, this Titans team just did not look good last week. And yeah. I, I want to say I picked the Saints last week. But with that being said, this Justin Herbert, you he looked all right. Austin Eckler looked like a fucking beast last week.
0: Yeah, and let's let let the people know, Josh, what stupid ass fantasy trade you sent me this morning.
1: Well, I know you need wide receivers, so I sent you Did... Gabe Davis and Damian Pierce for Austin Eckler.
0: Oh my god, Josh. He's turning into Dude, Micah.
2: He's I like... don't understand this impulse that people have in fantasy football where they think two mid players equals one good player.
0: No. Exactly. that's not how it worked. Unbelievable. At all. That was that yep. wasn't the only trade I got for Austin Eckler today either. Yep. I yep. I, I don't know. It was know.
1: at eight in the morning. I just woke up. I was just like, fuck it. I need a running back.
0: But <laughs> Oh, all right. so let's go get the top three running back in all of fantasy football. Surely that I can get him for a, a number two wide receiver on the Bills and Damon Pierce.
1: Do you want to do yeah. Damian Pierce and Garrett Wilson? <laughs> no,
0: not anymore.
1: Uh Okay. Yeah. Good. I don't even have him. I don't know why I thought I did. Um, dumbass. Uh, yeah, no, give me the Chargers. I think the Chargers team will win. Titans might be fighting for a top 5 pick.
0: It's not ridiculous to say that. And Vrabel Vrabel could get fired. And don't know about that, but we'll see. Um, next game is the Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are 6-point Home favorites, this is going to be my underdog of the week. I'm God taking Seattle.
1: damn it, motherfucker. A and B have both been fucking taken. Are you shitting me?
0: <laughs> Shut up and wait your turn, bitch. Um, I've got Seattle winning this one. They got stomped last week. It was a weird game. I, I, But again, on this podcast, what did all three of us say coming into the year? We felt like the Rams were being undervalued at six for their over-under. Boy, were they, and they did it without Cooper Cup. So, I'm not going to kill Seattle for that loss. Detroit, on the other hand, is coming off like the highest high you could possibly have. Yes, they're a good team, but like that was their Super Bowl week one. They were up for that game. They were, that was like focused on for months and months and months. This is a letdown spot. It's a letdown spot for the Lions, and it's a get right spot for the Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks as my underdog of the week.
2: Um,. I think this game right here is more interesting than people think. Um, I, is it weird if I say this will give us a more accurate, uh, idea of like how the lions are. I think they looked like fine against the Chiefs, but they also didn't blow my socks off. And I kind of think they should have feasted a little more against our defense than they did. Um, so maybe this is the better test to see where they are. The Seahawks look poor against the Rams. Um, there was a moment where Gino Smith like ran to the sideline cause he was getting chased and he went right up to the mic and was like, Oh my God, Yeah, Aaron Donald
0: um, was running at him.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't a comfortable performance for them at home. I think this is going to be a close game. I think this is a good pick for underdog, but I'm going to take the lions to pull it out. Um, I I think that they'll put together a more attractive performance this week, which is also crazy because they just beat the Super Bowl champions at home. Um, But, like, I I think the Lions will show a little more, and I'll take them.
1: All right. Uh, Yeah, I was going to have Seahawks underdog of the week, but that's not happening anymore. Uh, With this, I would say probably when you look at it, I agree with what you guys said. The Lions could come in on a Super Bowl hangover, quote-unquote. But I think this Lions team looked really good. I, they have to perform somewhat good. But at the same time, you made a good point. Who knows really what the Seahawks team all about because that Rams team did look really, really good. So I'm going to take Lions, but I would have taken Seahawks plus, plus six. The,
0: the Rams-Seahawks game, guess how many plays Seattle ran in the second half on offense?
1: 19.
0: 12 plays on offense. Guess how many minutes they were on the field? minutes for they were on the field for five minutes of the 30 minute half the rams had the time of possession 25 to 5 in the second half i it was just a very bizarre game uh i don't expect it to happen again they got
2: absolutely dominated man that's wild.
0: they did did. uh next game this is a shitter colts at texans colts are one point favorites i have no analysis on this game other than i think anthony richardson looked better than cj stroud so I'll just pick the Colts.
2: Yeah, you know, Anthony Richards looked better than CJ Stroud, but also he can't score on first and goal from the four to cover Josh's lock of the week. God damn, I've never been more pissed off. That was my
1: underdog a, of the week.
2: I've never been more pissed what? off. Oh no, that was no, that was my lock. That was my lock. Yeah, that I was, was my gonna lock. Say,
0: yeah, I was gonna say, no way I'm, you took the Colts.
2: I've never been more pissed at a Jaguars Colts game. Um that really made me mad. Um So I'm going to take the Texans, because fuck the Colts. Um, But I agree, Jackson. I was watching that game pretty closely. Anthony Richardson looked pretty okay. I thought maybe he'd be a bit more of a mess. I really expected to see some, like, what were they thinking with Anthony Richardson commentary um, this week. Um, And he did not deserve that at all. He he put in a performance that uh, did not indicate any of that. So good for him. Um, But I hope he loses, because he screwed me. So he needs to... He needs to do his penance now. Um, so I'm taking the Texans.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans as well. Uh, I think C.J. Stroud is still has is going to need a few games to get right. Anthony Richardson didn't look terrible. Looked better than what I thought he was going to come out and look at. But I think the Texans are just an overall better team than the Colts when you look at it down the line.
0: We are moving on to the last noon game. The Bears at the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is three-point favorites, it's funny. If this game was last week, what do you think the line would have been? Uh, <laughs> like probably Bears minus four, minus five. Like crazy. Yeah, I think so. Crazy how much it changes in one week. Um, I have gone back and forth on this game. and Part of me feels like it's a good get-back spot for the Bears here, but Tampa Bay, I mean, we do think Minnesota's a little fraudulent for sure, but Tampa Bay didn't look as bad as I think anybody expected, and Baker didn't look as bad as anybody expected this is a toss up for me. I'll go bucks in a close one.
2: Um, yeah, I'll take the bucks as well. I am kind of glad I didn't make any crazy Justin Fields takes. Um, I, you know, I don't think he was terrible, but I think it was just a further, um, further hammered home. The idea that he hasn't done anything to show that he's deserved the acumen that people have given him at the moment. Um, so I'll take the Bucs because I want to cheer for the Bucs. They got me my underdog of the week last week, which um, I don't know. Y'all were pretty low on, so I'm taking it. Um, and, yeah, I, I hope they can pull through. I kind of hate Todd Bowles, though. He is a lame coach. Literally might be worse than Mike McCarthy. I, and he's not even the offensive coordinator, but it's got to be him because they're out there literally running the ball over and over and over again. They run it for two yards and then run it for two yards and then what do they do? They run it again. It it's just crazy. Throw the football at least once every every set of downs. Jeez. Um, so yeah, I'll take the Bucks though. I have to bitch about that. I hate that.
1: Uh yeah, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the Bears. I think Green Bay's a really good team, and I think the Buccaneers played a a bad Vikings team. Give me the Bears. I think it is a bounce
2: back game for the Bears. Josh stays riding the Bears. I like it.
0: End <laughs> of the afternoon slot, the Giants, who, oh my god, just a joke. <laughs> uh, they're going to Arizona. I guess they're getting their get right medicine here. They are five and a half point road favorites. I don't know how you could pick this game. If you bet on this game, you're a sick you are a sick person. Because the Giants' offensive line is terrible. And the Cardinals I mean, I was about to say something very mean about Josh Dobbs. I'll, I'll stop. He doesn't deserve that. But good God, that team is terrible. I, I'm, this is a pass for me. I'll pick Giants, but it's a pass.
2: Um, good Lord in hell. Yeah, I think this is the two biggest competitors for uh, Caleb Williams, to be honest with you, because um, that was terrible. I didn't think the Giants would be that bad. I really hope I took their under – In our over-under podcast, they're going to be lucky to win four games. I'm serious. Um, So this is probably one of them, and I'll take them, just because the Cardinals clearly don't give a shit um, and have, have been given the right to tank a little bit. So I'll take the Giants, who maybe haven't gotten there yet.
1: Well, Giants just inked up Daniel Jones to a fat contract, so I don't think they're going to be cutting him anytime soon. Which was one of the dumbest. will go down as one of the dumbest contracts.
2: And if you, the if they history. get the number one pick, they will draft. They will draft Caleb Williams for sure. I mean, I guess, they suck. Yeah. It's undeniable. They're a terrible team. It's
1: like, been. Give me the Giants.
0: Yeah. Okay. We have the 49ers at the Rams. The 49ers are eight-point road favorites. Kyle Shanahan does tend to own Sean McVay, except for the NFC Championship game. Other than that, he has beaten the shit out of the Rams in his career. I don't know, man. The 49ers burned me last week. I don't want to go against him again, but eight points, is that's a lot for a home team to be underdogs, especially a 1-0 team.
2: In a divisional game.
0: I would take it if Cooper Cup was available, but he's not, so I won't. But I think the Niners win a very, very tightly contested game. I don't think this is a blowout. Okay, well, first of all, the first thing that needs to be remembered here,
2: and, oh, I got signed out of my fantasy, so I'm not going to be able to see this guy's name. But there's some guy that plays <laughs> for
0: the Rams. Well, though.
1: or the, what's his name?
0: Oh, it's the Puka nope. Dude, isn't it?
2: Puka. Dude. Something, yeah,
0: yeah, the way they no, found up, another white receiver. Guy.
2: I was gonna say his name in like strong fashion, but stupid ass NFL fantasy signed me out. Um, <laughs> you know, I kind of agree, Jackson. I looked at this as a lock as much as I know I say I look at things as locks. Um, I definitely looked at plus eight, but I remember that exact thing with the uh Shanahan cooking McVeigh uh factor, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think it's probably best we leave this alone. Um, Am I crazy for saying out of week one that I think the NFC is the Niners to lose? Like, I think I have them over the – if you're asking me right now, I think I'm taking them over the Eagles. Um, They looked good. And Brock Purdy looked pretty damn good too. Um, I definitely think that a lot of the credit for his success has to go to Shanahan because they've seamlessly flipped between quarterbacks before. Um, But he looked good. I think he looked better than Jimmy G looked for them back in the day, which means they're they're pretty dangerous. Um, he made some plays. He was getting the ball out quick. I was pretty impressed, uh, especially given how bad he was his last year at college. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but for that reason, I'll take the Niners. But I think plus eight, look, there's so much backdoor potential. The Rams are not a bad team. The Rams are a fringe playoff team this year, I think. They looked pretty good last week. As you said earlier, they kind of dominated that game. Um, but I'll take the Niners to get to two and zero because I'm I'm pretty scared of them to be honest if I'm the rest of the NFL. Boys,
1: I've had this in my notes since we started the podcast. I'm taking Rams plus eight lock of the week. I think this Rams team looked damn good. And it's a home game for this Rams team. I know the Niners look good, but me the Steelers just suck. Because you know I don't I'm not a big Steelers person. So when you look at this, I love Rams plus eight. I've been high on them since uh the season before the season even started, and I'm gonna continue it. Rams plus eight lock
2: of the week.
0: I think it's a good pick, unfortunately. It. It's good pick. I like it. Uh, the only thing that scared me off was the McVeigh Chanahan history. But I think if you ignore that, which you probably should is a better I'm ignoring you're, it. You're, pretty, you're living pretty good. Okay, we got Jets at Cowboys. Cowboys are eight-and-a-half-point favorites, so let's uh, let's talk about the obvious. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is out for the rest of the year with a torn Achilles. As of right now, it'll be Zach Wilson in this game. Man, man, like that, that actually just like – I know, John, you were probably doing cartwheels in your apartment, but that just pissed me off. That game ended up still being fun, but I was just like, come on, bro. We got to see one series – And also, I had him starting in fantasy, and I was down 10 points, so I lost.
1: Oh, you want to hear some fucking bullshit? I, so in my league, you have to spin a fucking wheel if you get last in points. I lost by three fucking points. Guess who my motherfucking quarterback was? Who? And motherfucking Rodgers. So now, I have to do a stupid, stupid thing. I'm not going to say on air, but I have to do some stupid shit that's not going to make me feel good. I am fucking pissed. That's
0: not going to make me feel good. Um, okay. So yeah, the Jets had a very spirited win last week. I'm glad they got that out of their system. It was again, we're, we're obviously happy. They beat Buffalo. Um, I don't foresee that happening again. I like the Cowboys to win this one. That Cowboys defense, man. I know it was the giants, but whew, they look good.
1: Uh, just a, I have a quick question. Cause I know we won't get back to it. Okay. Roger Goodell has granted a two game roster exemption for Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones per NFL transaction. This roster exemption will expire on Monday, September 25th. Does that mean we have two weeks to cut somebody? Or does that mean Chris Jones isn't going to play for two weeks?
0: You have two weeks to cut somebody.
1: Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure. Yep. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I knew we probably weren't going to talk again about the Chiefs. Yep.
2: John. Oh, man. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, we finally got the first one of the year. It's the Jets and the Cowboys, right? Yeah, I mean, I
1: was, I, I would have said it. I fucked up by interrupting with that's a totally true. different thing. All
2: right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's all right, all right. So I'm gonna go. No, it wouldn't be lock of the week if I didn't forget who we were talking about in the middle. Um, I am gonna go with the Jets plus eight and a half. Um, I don't think the Cowboys are actually good. Okay, that's wrong. I think they're good.
1: I John, don't think you've already, you already have good. a lock of the week.
2: I'm not locking it. I'm just saying oh, okay. that's a pick I like. Um. I think the Jets clearly have a pretty good defense. I probably have said a million times on this podcast about how I like Robert Sala's defense. Um I he threw when he was in San Francisco, they turned over pretty much their entire defense and they stayed just as good on a year to year thing, and he's done well in New York as well. Um I would love to see some Zach Wilson drama start up on this podcast yet again. Um so maybe I'm gonna stand him a little bit. He's better than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's got a better arm. He's better at finding mothers to hook up with. Um, that's a thing, right? I'm not
0: No, you're right. I'm not you're right. manifesting that.
2: Okay. Um, maybe not as good at doing ayahuasca, but I'll take the Jets to win too. Screw it. Cowboys yeah. get Mike McCarthy out the ass. Um at at their I'm gonna say it, lame stadium. At their lame stadium.
0: You're telling me you don't want to go talk to the new Jerry Jones hologram in the stadium, dude. I, I look, I've been to the stadium and it's cool, like it's cool,
2: but it's lame. Like it's just a bunch of concrete. Like there's no, there's no character to it. It's just like, oh, this was like, I don't know. I, I like it wasn't raggedy enough, nor flashy enough for my liking. It was just somewhere in the middle. I didn't, I didn't appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Jets underdog of the week. Fuck it. Wow. Yeah, I know. I really don't like any other line, so I was kind of <laughs> like, "Well, I have to."
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. I guess you did, but shit, that is uncomfortable. Although yes, last Tommy, year, last year week, I have a week two memory. I picked the Cowboys versus the Bengals when Cooper Rush had to start. I had them under. Exactly. That's kind of like and what I'm hit. thinking of. So this might not be a simple. This might not be the same spot, but it. You know, you never know. Jets. What's pissed me off the most, I think, if I'm a Jets fan last night, is not even Rodgers getting hurt. It's that the team looked so fucking good. Like, that team, that defense is so fast. So good. Like, oh my god. If they had Rodgers, they would be so freaking good this year. Okay, next matchup. Commanders at Broncos. Broncos are three and a half point favorites. I like Denver a lot in this one, actually. Sam Howell did not look very good to me versus the Cardinals. Commanders really didn't impress me. And yet, Denver, you know, they obviously lost to the the Raiders by a point. But I thought Russell Wilson played all right. I mean, 27-34, 177 yards, two touchdowns, nothing crazy, but a hell of a lot better than what he looked like to start last year. Uh, I like Denver to win this one.
2: Yep, I like Denver as well, unfortunately. Uh I was not really all that convinced by the Commanders. Um to be honest, I think this is a pretty good lock of the week potential pick. I know I keep saying it. I keep saying it. Um but I I was not impressed by the Commanders at all, Jackson. I agree. I had him up on the red zone. Uh Antonio Gibson fumbled the ball. Uh it was just kind of all over the place and it didn't it didn't catch my eye. Um, they almost lost to a team that is actively tanking Um, so Broncos at home Sean Payton gets to settle in a little bit more uh, and I think they get
0: their first win unfortunately
1: I am agreeing with you guys as well, give me the Broncos
0: alrighty Sunday night football the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots the Dolphins are two and a half point favorites Patriots plus two and a half luck of the week I Wait, what? said
2: it. Oh.
0: Patriots plus two and a half is my lock of the week. I love New England in this spot. The Dolphins to us has struggled in New England historically. The, the The Patriots can never beat the Dolphins down in Miami, and it feels like that's the same thing vice versa. I got burned on a plus two and a half last week, and I'm going straight back to it. I like. You New
2: did not England. get, bro. You got fucking roasted. Yeah, but on everyone plus two and a half. For, the, for
0: the record, everyone on here thought that that was a sharp play too. They were like, "Yeah, you guys thought Pittsburgh could beat the Niners too." So let's not fuck with this revisionist history stuff. Yeah, I like New England in this game, man. I actually feel like New England should leave that Philly game feeling better than they should than they did going into it. They looked better than I thought they would, and Mac Jones looked better than I thought he would. I like them in this spot. Yeah,
2: I'll go as far to say that the uh, the Mike Tomlin streak could be in jeopardy. I know it's only week one, but they didn't look great. Um, but I agree, Jackson. I, I, I was confident in the Steelers as well. Um, as far as this game goes, I like the Patriots too. I'm actually going to take the Patriots to win. Shit. Uh, I was kind of <laughs> hoping you wouldn't do that, Jackson. I watched the majority of that Patriots-Eagles game. Patriots' defense look damn good. In particular, this Christian Christian Gonzalez kid can lock up. He's so good. Um, I have A.J. Brown in fantasy. I was staring at A.J. Brown pretty much every damn play. And a lot of the times, Hurts would look at him for like a split second and be like, nope, nope. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that they've got a pretty nice weapon for Bill Belichick to put the use over there. Um, and just a well-rounded roster otherwise. If Mac Jones can uh, keep him in the game offensively, I think they can win this one in a close game, Bill Belichick style. So I will take the Patriots.
1: Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins look really fucking good. I'm I'm sorry. I just have to. So, yeah, give me the Dolphins. I mean, I, you guys make really good points. I think this Patriots team, I mean, they were my underdog of the week. I think they're good. Uh, they fought hard against the runner-ups in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a way better game than people expect. So, yeah, give me a uh, Dolphins minus two and a half. Uh,
2: and I think that's a fair pick because, Josh, you are right. The Dolphins look damn good. And, I mean, Tua actually played a pretty damn good game as well. So yeah. maybe he's got confidence back I mean, the number effort.
1: one thing is just keeping him healthy. If you can keep him healthy, then yep. this Dolphins yep. team isn't a good team you want to be
0: playing.
2: I don't envision yeah, – I mean, he had three, three concussions in one year last year, yeah. so it can't get worse than that, can it?
0: I don't envision – I don't, it's not even that I don't envision. I don't think there's a chance in hell the Patriots play Tyree Kill the way the Chargers played Tyree Kill. And I think that would make a big difference. Obviously, you know, Miami's got these explosive weapons, but I feel like if anybody has the personnel or the defensive mind to combat it, it'd be the Patriots.
2: Okay, I need someone to try to give me an explanation for this, though. How did the Chiefs get better after they got rid of Tyree Kill? Were they just not inventing anything with him and just running him into too high over and over, like I kind of think it looks like? Because it doesn't make sense to me. It's crazy.
0: I don't know. I no, don't know. No, I don't no, know.
2: No no explanation?
0: Not really. It, I
2: mean. It's the, it's a paradox. It, like, you lose the best receiver in the NFL, and he continues to play really well, but somehow your offense gets better. Uh, wild, wild.
0: Anyway. All right. Two Monday night games this week. I still hate how they do this week two now. I'm so used to it being week one with the double Monday night football header.
1: And it's a fucking mid-off.
0: Yeah, and the games overlap. Who the fuck came up with this? Back when it used to be on week one, it would be an East Coast team at six and a West Coast team at nine. It didn't overlap. Do you remember
1: when the Chiefs opened up against the Chargers in Arrowhead at 9 p.m. on Monday night football?
0: Andy Andy Studebaker those days. Yeah, shit. Uh... Good times, good times. Um, But the first one is at 6.15 uh, Central time, 7.15 Eastern. Saints at Panthers. Saints are three-point favorites. I don't have a very strong read on this, but the Saints defense looks – if the Saints defense can give Ryan Tannehill that much trouble, imagine what they're going to do to a rookie quarterback. I like New Orleans to win this one. Okay, I'm going
2: to take the – oh shit he forgot I'll take the Saints (laughs) no I remembered I just I just thought the Saints were at home um I and wasn't too impressed by either of these teams from what I could see on the old red zone on Sunday um I I think this is really not that interesting of a game um I'll take the Saints though
1: this game sucks ass like I think the only reason it's on Monday Night Football is it's Bryce Young's Home opener, but that or home debut. But with that being said, uh, I love the under in this game, but I never bet the under in my life. So and
0: give that's me why you lose all your bets.
1: No, I just don't win bets. I choose to bet the under.
0: Um Browns at Steelers is the next game at seven fifteen. The Steelers or excuse me, the Browns are two and a half point favorites. I so badly wanted to take Pittsburgh at plus two and a half again here, I just couldn't do it to myself. I do like Pittsburgh to bounce back and win this game, though. I think it was just a situation for Cleveland last week, is why they looked so good. I don't I don't imagine them doing it again. I like I like Pittsburgh to win.
2: I like Cleveland. I think Cleveland um I've heard a lot about how Cleveland was pretty good last year with Brissett and pretty bad with Deshaun which just means Deshaun has to take a small step. Um, And I think he has. He looked all right. He looked not necessarily as good as uh, the best of Deshaun Watson we've seen, but it looked like he can play, unfortunately. Um, I'll be cheering for the Steelers because unless these guys are playing a team that directly is competing with the Chiefs, I'm never going to cheer for the Browns. That's just disgusting. Um, So hopefully the Steelers pulled out, but I'm going to pick the Browns.
1: That being said, I am going to pick the Browns as well. Uh, yeah, this Browns team looked really fucking good this week. Uh, I think they were kind of underlooked as a roster going into the season. And they kind of showed off. Now that got help in the D-line for Myles Garrett, now that he's not going to be double-teamed, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens for Myles Garrett. I think he could be a potential defensive player of the year candidate if he keeps this up. But, yeah, I love the Browns in this. I was thinking about making them my locker of the week, but chose not to.
0: That is... Our week two projections. Josh, do you want to go over the picks?
1: Uh, I would love to. All right. John has Eagles minus seven versus Minnesota. I have Rams plus eight plus, or versus San Fran. Jackson has Patriots plus two and a half versus Miami. We all have home teams and lock of the week. And an underdog of the week. It's vice versa. We're all going with road dogs. Jackson ha- or John has the Ravens at Cincinnati. I have the Jets over the da- over uh, Dallas, and then Jackson has the Seahawks over Detroit.
0: There you go. Hopefully, I'm not zero and four this time next week, or I'll need to start stretching for that mile in January. Um, or mile, mile and, and a half. half. Yeah, mile and a half at that yeah. point. Uh, okay, so that yeah is NFL Week Two projections. Do we want to hit on college football? We can no, hit on a because I, bit know, of
1: college I I don't I do not want to go in into fucking. I'll say, for no, I'll say something. No, no, no.
0: That's
2: what I want. That's the only thing I want to talk about.
0: Uh, before so. we get into Mizzou, I'll say I'll come out and say this: Texas is going to make the college football playoff this year.
1: Texas is um, damn good. I
0: am I I am fully bought in all the way. When yours is him, I am bought in all the way on Texas, which is so bad because they're going to burn me. I mean, whatever you say, man, it's Texas. Yeah, they but just it's... went into Alabama and beat Alabama by 10.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but they've also never won, never made the, cha- the college football playoffs. So Well, there's a first remember. for everything. Next yeah, year. Neither, neither in 80. TCU. There's not a first for everything. Mizzou ain't never making the playoffs.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Here comes the John Mizzou rant. It's, it's yeah. on its way. You
2: guys, get your Mizzou thoughts out of the way and just give me five minutes.
0: This game, That's all I have. Is K-State Mizzou is now minus five for K State. I think <laughs> I think How did it open at minus one. I think we are potentially the most pessimistic Mizzou fans on the planet. Because people actually think Mizzou can win this game. And They're I don't see a chance wrong. in hell. John, I was I was and I wanted to give Lie Drink with so much time. Last week was it for me. Last week I know they won. Yep. And I think that was it for a lot of people. And my friends that are like that don't really get college football were like, why are you like, why are you mad? They won. I'm like, that's not how it works. You had a very yep. underwhelming performance against South Dakota and then went out. And let's just be honest, you got completely outcoached in that middle Tennessee game. Right? If you yep. gave the middle Tennessee coaching staff Mizzou's talent, that game would have been 50 to nothing. Like that was embarrassing. I don't understand how anybody. Could be on the Mizzou side here. I, I put it out on Twitter last week. By the way, I'm 11-0-1 in college picks this year. I do six a week. Follow the Twitter. Middle Tennessee plus 21 was the, was the freest bet of the week. It was the freest money you could make all week. Betting against Mizzou football is the easiest money you could possibly make. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, didn't you bet on South Dakota State plus 28? Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, I the only game I haven't won was Utah versus Baylor last week. Pushed. That was a push. Yeah, so Baylor, okay.
1: you Baylor should have covered. I'm 11-0 and one,
0: bitch.
2: So my my question for you is, what um, what would this line have to get to for you to say I'll bet mazoo For you to put mazoo into your picks, what would it have to get to?
0: Uh, Mizzou plus 17 is probably what I, would I was. I say 17 12 and a half. I would, 17 12 would and half. 17 is where I'd start considering taking the Mizzou. I
2: would put it at Mizzou plus 22 and a
0: half. That's that's Um, not ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw my tweet that I sent out. I predicted 49 to 10.
2: Like, I don't think people realize Mizzou was in a scrap with Middle Tennessee State. (laughs) Like, we're talking a real football game, guys. We were in a football game with Middle Tennessee State. I, I think people don't realize how bad we are. We are horrid we shouldn't be allowed to call ourselves an sec team we should we should we should be in the mountain west like they should realign mizzou out of the power five it's ridiculous we are a small time loserville team and we've had a coach who clearly is lost for the past he's he's shown he's lost for the past 25 games he's coached And we have done not shit about it. And we're stuck now. Cause you know what his buyout is everybody? $30 million. So we're just fucked. We've got probably, is it crazy to say maybe the least charismatic coach in all sports? Like who actually enjoys like the character of Eli Drinkwitz? I think he's gotta be the most insufferable dude I've ever had to sit through. Like I've sat through some crappy soccer coaches and I've sat through a couple of crappy basketball coaches Dude, I, I think Drinkwitz takes the cake. Like, seriously, man, like, Doc Rivers doesn't even compare. Um, he's so bad. And all of the memes that you see are just accurate. Like, Mizzou is a – we are a meme team. We are the fucking meme squad. And we are going to get memed on hard at our own place that's going to be half full with opposing fans because if anybody has ever wanted to see the Kansas State Wildcats – Beat Mizzou at at Mizzou in a college football game. This is the time to do it because it's over. You, yeah. You, there's no point in even going to the game. I got to go to the game. I've got my brother coming into town, who unfortunately I forgot to tell you guys wanted to come on the podcast, but now he can't. So suck it, man. <laughs> we don't. We don't need to hear you talk about how your team uh, talk about how we need to we need to chill out with the Mizzou hate because I've gotten that a couple of times. Um, we, we suck. We stuck and it's embarrassing and i'm done that's that's my that's my spiel
0: john is yeah the, or josh is the most uh optimistic mizzou fan on this podcast how do you feel
1: oh, we're gonna get our asses kicked but i'm just going down there just to have a good time yeah uh yeah no we're gonna get our asses kicked i don't know why it's a sold out game it might not be sold out after last week's performance because god damn that was hideous like i literally just had to get up and leave like i couldn't watch it so It was bad. I have no words for Mizzou. Can Dennis come back? I never thought I would say
0: that. If Mizzou were to win this game in a fairy tale land, does it get you any what back on the Drinkwitz train?
1: Mizzou wins. I'm I'll fucking storm the field even if no one else is. A.K. I will get arrested.
0: (laughs) No. Okay.
2: So this is where maybe I'm unfair. But if Mizzou wins, I'm going to talk about how the 2022 or the 2023 2024 Kansas State Wildcats are the biggest pathetic
0: joke of a football team. So you're lose. rooting for K-State this Saturday.
2: No, I'm not rooting for K-State. I'm rooting for Mizzou. I go to Mizzou. But, like, I'm saying we – it is embarrassing for them. This is a – if K-State loses, it is a fucking embarrassment because <laughs> – I'm serious, guys. That middle team Tennessee State performance was one of the worst things I've ever
0: seen. It was bad. Like,
2: middle – I didn't even know Middle Tennessee State had a football team. And I should have because they be beat as- us with Barry Odom in 2016. <laughs> yeah, but I always just recognize them as that team that you pick in the bracket challenge, dude. That's yeah. where I get Middle Tennessee State from. They are nobody. No one knows who any of their players are, who the fuck is their coach. I Dude, like, that's just <laughs> pathetic. That's just so pathetic. And we were 21 and a half point favorites because Vegas just figured there's no way they're actually that dog shit. And guess what? They're worse. Like, it's crazy. You and, should And I have. will be honest, guys. I was – when when North Middle Tennessee State had the ball, I was cheering for us to lose. <laughs> I was cheering for us to lose. But the thing I was is, John,
0: John, even if we do lose, like you said, we can't buy them out. It does us no good.
2: Uh, oh, I know, but at this point, like I'm already right, so I might as well just be all the I'm way.
0: Right. You already know, right. <laughs>
2: like the 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 good the good part of Mizzou losing is it's like yeah, see this Drinkwitz guy, he sucks. I told you, um, so it, it's not the worst thing in the world for me. But it's like if we're gonna, we can't play both sides, you know. Like Mizzou still gets the win, but we sucked. No, fuck that. Just we're terrible. You, and you got both sides. Um, and, yeah, I know, but I'd rather just—I'd rather just embarrass this school. I'd rather just full on just this is this is who they are. They're they're a bunch of spineless losers, because that's what Mizzou football is—hard.
0: Okay, we could go ahead and wrap it up there. We have to. I, what people at home I don't think understand is we have to let John get this out, or it just builds up and yeah. it all comes out no. at once, and then yeah. it is so, not good. It
2: just it—it's it, like when you. I
0: was going to say it's like shitting in a toilet, not flushing.
2: But <laughs> it just gets backed up and backed up and backed up. And then the levy explodes in like week seven after we lose to Vanderbilt. So, and <laughs> I I was going to buy tickets to Mizzou Memphis. I have no intention. Bro, there is building.
0: a solid shot they lose to Memphis.
2: Yeah, I have no intentions of driving two hours to watch Mizzou lose to a team from the fucking American. I have no interest in that. I drove 20 minutes to almost see us lose to a team from God knows what fucking conference Middle Tennessee State plays in.
1: So, USA.
2: Conference USA. Thank you, Josh. The, yeah. I, dude, right. why right. I, man, what's wrong? He's yelling so loud. He cut out. Home side. Okay, someone called me because assholes be calling me. Okay. Somebody... Um, it coincides right with KU getting good. Like, if KU played Mizzou, they would beat the ever-living shit Oh, out of my us.
0: God.
1: Well, John, guess what? We what? get
2: to play them next year. No, no, there's another. It's 2025. It's after oh. I'm gone. Thank fuck. It's after I'm gone. <laughs> if I ever needed motivation to get out of this school in four years, it's that. Jeez. They already make us get embarrassed on the basketball court against them four more times. <laughs> or three more times. So, dude it's just it's so much all right d4 of the week is eli drinklets
0: uh who would have thought who could have not guessed that one
1: yeah uh all right my d4 of the week is fantasy football payouts i'm in this i'm in this fantasy football league where if you score the most amount of points you get 60 bucks for a 30 buy-in league it makes no fucking sense first gets like 180 I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I've never been in a league where if, if you score the most amount of points, then you you get you win money. I've never been in a league where you even get your money back. So I don't know what the fuck that's about. I think but that's it,
2: smart. I like that. Get
1: no, I money think I'm a Josh, No, you get what? thirty bucks, and you get in a, you make
2: thirty bucks just for playing.
0: If That'd you the score point. the most points, well, that makes sense. I like that. no, I I, I I disagree with that D Ford, but yeah. to each their own. Yeah, not, not a good D Ford. Um, mine is the Jets' offensive line for getting Aaron Rodgers killed four snaps into his career. There, honestly, there is a solid chance he never completes a single pass as a Jet. He there is a solid chance he finishes his career with the Jets zero for one. And it's because they didn't invest in the offensive line at all. And D Ford of the week times two goes to me. Because I had Sala Coach of the Year, Garrett Wilson Offensive Player of the Year, and the Jets to win the AFC East. So, yeah, I get the harsh D-Ford of the week, unfortunately. Yep, (laughs) moron. But that'll do it for today's episode. Appreciate everybody listening. Make sure to tune back in next week for our NFL Week 2 recap and NFL Week 3 picks. See ya.